Hey, welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. Super glad that you decided to spend this moment in time with us, whether you're jogging or driving down the road, perhaps mowing the grass, whatever it is that you do while you're listening to podcasts, we're thankful that you chose us to spend that with you. So I'm excited about today's episode. Uh, I'm going to introduce our amazing guest in just a moment. But before we get to that, I just want to encourage you to uh, leave that rating and review. It's something that really does help us out a lot, and it helps us in two ways. Number one, and most important, it helps us know what you like and what we could get better at with the podcast. And we want to hear both of those things uh, so that we can continue to refine the podcast for you student ministry people. So if you could do that, that'd be great. The second way that it helps us is it does help people find the podcast as they search for student ministry content on podcast platforms. So uh, it takes like 30 seconds, stars and words. We'd love it. And into today's episode, my name is Ben Trueblood. I'm your host today. Uh, As always, joining us, the one, the only producer, Nathan. What's up? Nathan, good day today. It is a good day. How about you? I'm doing well. Uh, re- refereeing tonight? Are we are we in a football game somewhere? We are at a football game. Going to have a lot of fun on the field, calling some plays. You know, we should have like a, a report in on this. Like, so next week we're going to ask you how many holding calls you made, or if you just hosed some team like really badly. <laughs> so, I, which I doubt happens. You're very very detailed in what you do. So, yes. probably not. Probably not a lot of missed calls, but. Maybe every now and then. I don't, I don't think there's many, <laughs> if any. <laughs> That's right. That's good. That's a good official answer right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, we are with a good friend, RJ McCauley today. RJ is the student ministries pastor at Magnolia Church in Riverside, California. Now, some of you heard Riverside, California, and you just went, oh, man. RJ's living the life, student ministries pastor out in California. He's been serving in student ministry for 18 years, has served as a youth ministry volunteer, leader, counselor, mentor, coach, teacher, pastor. One of the things I know about RJ uh, is that he loves pouring into other student pastors. And so we might dive into that uh, here in a little bit too. Uh, he has an unrivaled passion for Jesus, wants Uh, the next generation to know him. RJ loves good coffee, traveling with his wife and daughter, spending time at the beach, driving his classic Volkswagen cars, and watching all things Marvel and Star Wars. RJ, it's good to have you here, buddy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Man, I want to start off uh, with the Volkswagen cars. Um, That is not what our episode is about today. We're going to get into it, and it's going to be really, really good. But I want to start there. I want to know... Uh, because I've seen pictures on social media, but uh, like, tell us about the classic Volkswagen. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, how it all went down is that uh, when I turned 16, I really wanted my own car, wanted to do this. And my parents were like, well, in the family, we have a 1974 Super Beetle that's being passed down and it's going to be given to you if you like it. And I was like, really? Like, yep. Actually, that's going to be your car. So I ended up being our car and my brother too. So we had it in high school. It started with my uncle who bought it in 1974. And then he gave it to my cousins. And then they both drove it in high school in Orange County. And then they gave it to me. And I drove it. And then my brother drove it. And so uh, many years passed after that. And we got our own cars and vehicles as we moved on with our careers and yeah. travel and stuff like that. We weren't just local. And it's kind of set. And it was unfortunate. And so... What happened was was that it needed some work to be done on it and stuff like that to get it firing back up. 
And so and during the pandemic, we needed a hobby. We needed something that we can mm. work on with our hands and our feet, right? Like there was something we needed to touch and, and tinker with yeah. and nothing better than working on a car. And so we started thinking, hey, let's start restoring our Volkswagens and our family because in the corner of our property, my dad had his 1970 Volkswagen bus just sitting there. Oh, and wow. he didn't want to fix it up where I actually would try to get that to be my car. And he was like, nope, it was just storage. You know, he just wanted to leave it over there. Something went <laughs> wrong with the transmission and he just uh, had it sitting there for a long time. And so he couldn't get rid of it though, right? Because it's just like nostalgic, it's classic, it's worth money. But uh, he passed away and now he's with Jesus. And so mm-hmm. when the pandemic happened, um, you know, he already was with the Lord and we were trying to figure out what we're going to do next. And we're like, you know what, let's start this process and let's go ahead and do this to remember our dad, remember our family. And we have these classic Volkswagens that match. They're both like a tan color and they both have a SoCal vibe. And let's make them something fun for our little girls. My brother and I both have a daughter um, each and they're about a year and a half apart from each other. So they're they're just loving it. They're like, the bus, the bug, yeah. And so much more fun in a Volkswagen and the classic vibes it gives. So we started working on them and here we are a full year later and they're both restored and working and operational and I drive them all around town again and it's so much fun. So now we start the next phase of like fixing it all up on the inside and doing different things over time and we created an Instagram page for it and a YouTube channel to kind of vlog the style and journey that we're going on with it to relive a lot of the things of my dad's past and a lot of the SoCal adventures that we can do in it that it used to happen back in the day. Man, that's so cool. Now, uh, is that work that like, are you a mechanical kind of guy? Like you got in there and did the stuff, like watch some YouTube videos and dove into the engine. Like, is that how this worked? We paid somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here's the thing is that my dad, we have all the tools, but my dad didn't pass that knowledge down. He was the mechanic. He could fix anything. Okay. He's the guy who smells something goes, Oh, it's this, you know, he's the guy that yeah. hears something and goes, Oh, it's that. And unfortunately he didn't pass that knowledge on to us to my brother and I, but we were left with all his tools. So you go on YouTube, there's so many things you can do. Volkswagen engines are actually very easy to work on and cars are very work, very easy to work on. So uh, there's a lot that we were able to do, but when it came to building it right, making sure it was custom, but also it was original, uh, making sure it was German made parts, they're gonna last another 50 mm. years. Um, it's pretty special that we got that all built together and we're able to invest in it. So that way our daughters can enjoy it down the road when they get 16 years old. That's, and they that's can what I was about to ask. Is that, is it going to be <laughs> your daughter's uh, high school car? Is that, yeah, is they're that totally going to drive it. They're totally going to drive it. I we'll see it. how it all works out down the road for them when they get older, of course, but they're totally going to drive it, learn stick, have fun. There's so much more fun in the classic Volkswagen, especially here in SoCal. So good. It's like the quintessential SoCal vehicle, right? Yes. Well, uh, today's episode, RJ, I'm really excited to talk to you about this. Um, and this is something that you've been working on for a long time. Uh, but I think I, the reason I say it that way is because this wasn't just a COVID thing for you. Yes. Um, this is something that you've been working on for a long time and maybe it took off a little more and you saw more of the fruit from it because of the situation we were in in COVID. And that's how you engage with social media, both personally, how you involve your students in it, and really how you've developed and thought through a theology of social media. Uh, so like we know in our culture today, like social media is going to be it's everywhere. It's not going 
away. It's not going anywhere. And students' lives can be impacted through this medium. Certainly, there is a case that can be made that, man, there's a lot of dangers with social media. There are a lot of things that teenagers get themselves involved in and all of those kinds of things. But maybe that's the reason all the more that the church brings Jesus and steps into those mediums as well. So I'm excited about this conversation with you. And let's start kind of with that theology component. Like, what is your... you've put thought into this what is your theology on social media that you've developed over the years yeah that's such a great question so thank you guys for having me on to talk about this thing because i had to convince myself one day that social media can be used for the glory of god because when i was first new it was myspace and it was facebook and no one really wanted to jump right on and expose themselves and show everything right away but then it started to become very contagious because everyone started connecting with people more and there's people you haven't known for a long time and you're able to reconnect with them and you're able to share things that you're learning. And I was um, talking with a friend about using social media for the glory of God. And I have this real short thing I think will help every youth pastor about a theology of social media and how to use it well. And it's called Document God. I feel that we need to use social media to capture, to highlight, to showcase the glory of God. And the way we showcase that, uh, the way we highlight that, uh, the way we capture that is by being intentional with what we want people to see. And we want them to see God moving, God working, God doing things. And we can do that with social media. And we're living in a digital world, and everyone has become somewhat an impaired um, uh, learner when it comes to like just reading text and stuff. Everyone's mm-hmm. a visual learner now, right? So yeah, they just have to see it to believe it. You know, no photo, it didn't happen, kind of uh, culture. Um, but also, like, there's so much power in a picture. We see this when it comes to powerful things throughout all of history. Those photos that get put in a newspaper, and they're like yeah. kind of they're kind of stamped forever, etched in ink um, as a memory of something going on. We just had 9-11. So a lot of people save those newspapers because they, right. were, they were very, very iconic, but um, like a never forget moment, just like Pearl Harbor. When my uh, mm. grandpa, he was one of the first uh, 5,000 Marines for Camp Pendleton out of Orange County that went to Pearl Harbor after the bombing. So it just happened. And then he went over there right after it was all on fire when he arrived. And that's just like a crazy situation. He's like, he saved all the newspapers and different things and um, confiscated all his photos, of course, when he got there, because they didn't know what was going on at the time. But he was able to try and keep as much as possible. And he shared a lot of that with me and he documented history, right? Mm. That's such a unique perspective on social media, because you're right about the pictures and they tell a story in themselves and they're so important to culture and history. Like when you, the first picture, like classic old school picture that came into my mind when you started talking about that was that old construction picture with the men sitting on the steel beam, yes, like skyscraper construction and they're eating their lunches. I don't know, 50 floors in the air. I don't even know how high they were hundreds probably. But that's the picture that came into my came into my mind. And I love the way that you are framing social media as documenting 
the works that God has done. Man, both from an outward perspective and for like, if students are doing that, if we are doing that, then that becomes a visual like marker stone. People in the Old Testament would set up memorial stones because God did something important in their Mm -hmm. lives. Well, you can scroll back through your feed and remember, oh, this is when God was faithful in this moment in my life. I, man, I love how you're how you're setting that up. Yeah, and in the midst of that, the document God thing was that you have to look at social media as an opportunity uh, to share the good news, like posting a picture that's fun for youth pastors. That's one thing, right? Because you're just trying to be relational and connecting with them. But actually like taking pictures of your service and planning that. Taking mm. pictures at summer camp and winter camp and planning that. Um, making sure that you have someone who's going to take photos, somebody that's going to take um, a lot of media for you. So that way you have it documented. And what I've noticed is that a lot of people don't think about it because they're busy, right? They're being the youth pastor, they're being the volunteer, they're acting like the parent, as you've said many times, Ben, that the pastor, the pastor, for example, has to wear like six hats (laughs) Mm -hmm. to try and make it work. And like, how are you going to do social media on top of that, right? Well, if you're intentional and you're thinking about how can I look for God working this week at summer camp? How can I look for God this Wednesday night at our midweek? How can Mm. I try to capture things to show the activity of God, that something is happening in my youth ministry, something is happening in my students, something is happening in my city, and put that on social media. And I can guarantee you, it's going to give you so much content, you won't have to scramble for it. And then your content management isn't going to be like, just graphics, like billboards, like just information text on a graphic. Instead, it's going to be faces. And all social media tells us, the experts that um, that are doing all the uh, behind the scenes and ana- analysis and, and uh, digital analytics and things like that is that if there's a face, it gets liked so much more hmm. or it has so much more traction or has so much more connectability than some graphic. And so when you look at your Instagram, it's not about being all slick and cool and hyped and stuff like that. It's about showing God moving and working and making sure that parents see that, number one. Number two, that the youth are a part of that. And that kind of is the part of why I do this is that I want them to see this is their ministry and they can go back in time on their speeds and on the social media, they graduate high school and they can go back and see their whole six years of middle school and high school or all four years of high school um, because they click on our hashtag that we started. And I've been here at Magnolia Church eight years. So there's eight years of social media that I've created content for over time. And they can go back and see all those pictures. And then the other part of this is that taking photos, I had to learn to be a photographer. And that's part of this process is that some of us just don't take good pictures or we're just not into it or it's not our thing. It's like all you have to do is wipe the lens on your phone where you're taking your picture. Make sure your (laughs) finger's not in the way. Tap the screen to focus and take a picture. It's literally that easy. And then when you start to get used to that, then you can go into different types of videos or like a boomerang for Instagram or different things like that. And then you become more intentional on what you can create. And it's all free. It takes a couple of seconds. 
but it takes that time to say, I want to document God. I want to show God what we're doing and to think creatively, how can I do that? And what can I show people? So parents can see it. So Mm. students can be involved with it, you know, and then it's going to reach everybody. I get more comments from people on our photos because I just took pictures with my nice camera. Thank God I had a wife who had an awesome camera and, and lenses and stuff that wasn't using it. And I inherited it. Yes. Right. Total score. (laughs) But at the same time, I wanted to take pictures of what God was doing because where I came from, we didn't have social media for half of my Christian life experience in ministry, these 18 years, the first nine social media wasn't like everywhere. It was very, it was very, it was like a niche. It was like very unique. Like you were on it or you weren't. Now mm-hmm. everybody's on it. There's only a couple of people that are rebelling right now that aren't on it, right? So um, pretty much everyone has something, even LinkedIn. You know, they're they're connected to some platform. That's right. And so that's so important to know that photography is really key. And so I take the photos that we take on social media, and then ones that we don't post either, and then I print them out on 11 by 17 cardstock. And we put them all over our youth rooms, in our hallways, and all over the place. So that way, when you walk into our student area, that's multi-usage as well. So like there's other right. ministries coming in. What do they see? They see our students. They see mm. God moving. They see our services. They see our summer camps, our winter camps, our conferences. They see them serving in our kids' ministry and doing worship and things like that. And that's why it's showing um, – a documenting God is a showing God off, right? And giving God the glory through social media. So it ends up being a double-edged uh, win for us when it comes to uh, cutting through the darkness and the confusion and the culture and all this stuff, because we're able to put so much more out there uh, for for our people to see and to be like, wow, this is awesome. Like God's doing something in this ministry because you can go yeah. to a lot of places and not even see one picture. And if you do, it's some stock photo from Shutterfly. Yeah, and that's, that's right, not, man. That's not a good. That's not a good thing. <laughs> no, no. Should be your I, kids, man. You're so right, and so so much of student ministry and leading a student ministry is telling the story of what God's doing because there are so many times where student ministry is kind of off doing its own thing a little bit. Now we talk on this podcast and and a lot of the training that we do on integrating the student ministry into the life of the church and all of those things, but the reality still remains. It, summer camp, there's a small segment of the whole church that gets to experience summer camp. W- midweek service, or if you do it on Sunday night or whatever, whatever your student worship service is, if you have one, there's still a small segment of the overall church that gets to experience that. So by doing what RJ is talking about and showing and documenting God and showing the church family and showing parents, hey, this is what's going on here. You can create an excitement. You can create a buzz, not about, and this is like, I can say this because I've spent some time with RJ outside of this podcast, not about RJ as a leader, because that's not like, I can honestly say that's not what he's in this for. But it's pointing the spotlight on what God's doing. And it's not saying, hey, look at our student ministry. It's saying, hey, this is what God is doing here. And so, man, I'm so thankful for the way that you approach that. Um, You mentioned the students a little bit. uh, And I would love to dive into their role in this, too, because you also have them 
creating content and as a part of this whole thing. So you're doing yes, a piece of it. That's right. And you, this is something that you've opened the doors for students to take a creative and leadership role in. So talk about how that happens. Yeah. So as you were saying, social media can either uh, puff you up, right? And like you elevate yourself and you can center it all around you. And we see as a trap that a lot of people get into. Um, where they're trying to build something, they're trying to reach people, trying to make a platform, trying to get known. And I think there's a part of that you can do it in a healthy way if you're going to go that way career-wise. But we're talking about student ministry right now. And that starts with student, not you. Yeah, that's good. And so man. your students have to be in the photos and in the, um, in the information. And, and then you got to hand it over to them. One of the greatest complexes of Gen Z is that they want empowerment. They want to be used. They want to have opportunities. Now they do have that fear of failure because of the pressure that's on them. Mm-hmm. And they do sense uh, timid, they're like timid and, um, and, and have that, that um, they're, they're like afraid to like not look dumb or post something that looks ugly or something that isn't professional. They measure up the wrong expectations because they've lived in a world where they've been plugged into Bluetooth and connected to the Wi-Fi since birth, where I didn't even have internet when I was born. Yeah, and many right. of us that are youth pastors can feel that. <laughs> and so when we're raising our kids, we're just like, oh yeah, you've been connected to the Wi-Fi since you've been born. So um, they're, that's their world. And so they're like, well, if you show them how to do it and you give them the opportunities and you model it well, you're going to get good results. And so for me, I try my best to model things well, to give them an example of how to be an influencer for good on social media. Mm that I firmly believe that, you know, people that are using social media the right way, God is honoring them. If they're not using social media the right way, God is not honoring that. Like that's them doing it themselves. But those that truly are honoring God, you can see it. And I appreciate what you said about me, Ben, because you know me, of course, and so does producer Nathan. Producer Nathan and I were just talking together up at Jeunesse Park here in California where I was preaching for Fuge Camps. And up there, you know, you have a staff that does media for everyone. It captures photos and things like that. And a lot of the leaders um, feel exempt. Like they don't have to take things because they're going to just buy the video package, right? And things like that. And I'm like, that's true. Like they're going to do that. But that's additional content. That makes you look like a super amazing youth pastor because you get this incredible content they provide for you. But there's still stuff that you can do that will resonate with your kids because it's a photo with maybe – you and your students or capturing it when maybe other people weren't there. And yeah. I have one conversation about that. And so I bring my camera with me wherever I go because I want to document God. I wanted to capture it. And then I showed students how to do that. And now they're doing it. And so they're going around documenting God and taking pictures and doing that stuff. And so they're doing it in my services and they're doing it on their own social media. And they're now making sure that they're, you know, showing God working in their life and posting things more than just like coffee with Jesus. They're actually saying, here yeah. I am at school and I'm ready to launch a club. And here I am, you know, doing this thing I'm about to be an Eagle Scout. And I just want to praise God for this work he's doing in my life and thank my church and, you know, doing different things at church where we create things for them to be involved. And one of them has to do with, um, mag sermon notes so magnolia church okay uh, we do mag sermon notes so we use the hashtag mag sermon notes and students take a picture of their notes and then they upload it it was so quick and then they take a picture and they could win something at our snack bar 
just a real simple thing. And what does that do? What What's the point of that? So they win something? Well, for sure, right? Like you want to yeah. win something. Yeah, course, that's involved, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but what's, the, what's the main point about that? I want you to be bold enough that you would share what you're learning about Jesus on social media. If you have social media as a student, that you would share it so people can learn what you've learned. And that's yeah. the culture that I want them to have is that they're learning young how to document God. So that's like a little fun one. Then when you go to summer camp or you go to winter camp, then you have a hashtag for wherever place you go. And out here we go to a place called Pondo. So we have a hashtag Camp Pondo. They click on that hashtag and then boom, all these things pop up from our mm. camp. We have an event we do here called the Exalted Student Experience, which is basically a student VBS, but we don't call it VBS. Uh, right. Don't do that. <laughs> I call it something <laughs> else because I'll think it's a kid's thing. Make it unique for students. So I call it Exalted and it's based off Psalm 4610 about how God is exalted. Be still and know that I am the Lord. I'll be exalted in the earth. I'll be exalted among the nations. And uh, it's a way for students to like focus on God and to get back to worshiping him and trusting in him. And we create that exalted hashtag. So it's exalted like 18, exalted 19, exalted 20, exalted 21. And they click on that and it goes back on all these things, but they're posting it. They're taking pictures at your event. They're the ones that are doing all the content. And then you give them the authority to send you stuff to post. Yeah. So you're like, hey, I want you to share your testimony. I want you to share a 30 second clip encouraging our students for midweek. I want you to uh, share what God is showing you this week. I want you to invite people to your Bible study you're starting at your house. I want you to do a 30 second prayer, you know, for TikTok, something like that. And then including them in those things, now they feel like are part of it. And now their voice is being used uh, to do this whole thing that we're doing here. And they're fully uh, included in it. And so there's no, um, there's no point of where things are hidden, um, but everything is open and transparent and real and authentic. And one of the things that it's a driving mission value here is that we become authentic followers of Jesus. And so I take pictures of everything because I want everyone to see what I'm seeing and what we're, what God is doing and how things are going. And then using the story of those those, those um, times in my life or those um, experiences in my life. So that way others can see what's happening and take place and rejoice in it and also pray and also be aware of what's going on so they can be expectant of seeing God move. And that's yeah. been one of the things that's been so fruitful. And I start to give students the responsibility when I start to invite them to create content, when I give them the Instagram handle after they've shown sign of maturity and they're a part of leadership that they can like manage some things. It's really, really cool um, because we really need to show them they want to do it. They're already doing it with Ariana Grande or whatever, right. you know, and Justin right. Bieber and they're doing all that. It's like, well, why don't we take that content and you spent so long on about Tom Holland and Spider-Man new movie coming up and busting out spoilers or whatever. You spent a lot of time on that and talking about those things and posting and retweeting and whatever, right. On, on all platforms. But the, the thing is like, what if we did it for God? And what if we showed people God working in our life digitally so more people can see it and then be that same person in the flesh and have an incarnational ministry. So that's part of the two sided part with me doing this, showing students how to do it is that they see both sides because they see the service, then they see what's online and they're showing like 
wow, this is like what God's doing and I'm a part of it. And then when they're with their friends, they're now actually living it out because they're seeing what we're doing and they're a part of that. And now they're showing it off to their friends in person, what is being shared online. Yeah, you're right. It is a, it's a situation where they already, it's a practice they're already familiar with. It's something they already do. So let's just challenge them, teach them, equip them, model for them. Here's how you do it in light of who Christ is in your life. And they can take things that they're already familiar with and turn it into, as you keep saying, documenting God. And I, I love that approach to it. I also want to just highlight one of the things that that you said, and that is the modeling of it. It's something that you do, and it's something that you have taught, but also students have caught from you over the years. It's something that you have uh, equipped, but also they see it in action from what you from what you do. Uh, I've been encouraged. I know from your social media over the years. Um, this is before COVID, uh, but you would <laughs> you would frequently post like, "Hey, I'm at this school campus today, uh, hanging out with these students from this school today, or this activity." And there was a lot of campus related. Uh, things that you would do. And again, for everything that you've said already, it informs the church, it informs parents, it informs students uh, that you are engaged, that God is doing something on that campus. And so I've I've been encouraged. Uh, I've seen what you've now articulated. I've seen it happen. So it's fun to hear how that thought process has kind of come together for you. I'd also say, you mentioned you take your camera everywhere. Um. And I'm not just saying this, like it is actually a thought that I had. Uh, You posted, you were recently in Hawaii um, Mm -hmm. and you posted a short video of a sunset while you were there. Yes. Yes. And bro, like that may have been the coolest sunset I've ever seen. Uh, I don't, and I'm not just saying like, I am trying to think of others that I would be like, man, I've seen one that good and I haven't been able to come up with that yet. Yeah. So, like one is not Photoshopped or edited. That was a straight off the camera, like incredible beauty. Yeah. It looks, it looks fake, but you know, it's not <laughs> because you're like standing there and you yes. can see anyway, it was amazing. Um, I do want to jump into uh, real quickly, just the impact that you've seen. So we've kind of set up the theology and the approach of this, the importance of involving students and giving them leadership and creative license to, to do this as well. Uh, what impact have you seen from all of the work and effort that you've put into helping people understand how to document God through their social media? Yeah, I would say there's, there's really two big components to this. Um, the impact that we had was one, our student ministry is known like all over the area. Um, even though not everyone is here, everyone knows we're here. Hmm. So that means we are effectively reaching people in this community. Riverside's huge. We're like close to 350,000 right now. It's huge because there's just a lot of people here that are from other counties uh, before pandemic and not, especially after pandemic, just with how crazy things are in California with the markets and people just, you know, moving to different counties and places because affordability. And mm. so we have a lot of students here. There's tens of thousands of students and there's no way I can reach them by myself. But social media 
reaches thousands and thousands of them that I never know or never will meet. And probably my volunteers won't unless they walk in the doors of our church. So what's happened, the biggest impact, because we started doing this in 2013 when I came on board here at Magnolia Church, such a blessing, was that everyone started to see that there was something that God was doing. And in fact, there was this, uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, I had a friend come to me and tell me that they were um, at, the, at the supermarket just getting groceries. And they were talking about just their kids and different things going on. And they're like, yeah, well, we um, we have youth group tonight, so we'll see you later. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they're like, well, what church you go to? And they're like, oh, well, we go to Magnolia Church. You know Pastor RJ? And they're like, oh, my gosh, we know Pastor RJ. Uh, we totally know what he's doing. And, and uh, we love that guy. or We love that that ministry's there. It was just like a – like it's a cool shout-out, right? But it's like this is a stranger, and I don't even know who this is. Until yeah. they told me who it was, I'm like, I think I know who that is. But like, they have some relationship with me because of social media. Right. But their student was impacted on an event they went to years ago, like years ago, because they don't attend here, but they came to an event and they were impacted because mm. of the ministry we had. And they follow us and they see what we're doing here. And in the community, they know who we are. We're on the map. Um, we've been able to be a part of a lot of things in our city because of that. Um, we've got a lot of recognition and connections and networks with people. So our ministry can be stronger with more people together, right? The more youth pastors, That's right. the, the, the stronger you are in your ministry and your dynamics. And um, it's so important to have link shields, you know, and uh, connected with you guys at Lifeway and other people across the States, which is so cool because we've put ourselves out there. We say, we want to document God working through these students and we want everybody to see what God's doing here at our church. And mm. because of that, it has helped so many people know that we're here. There's nothing more depressing than having an organization that's invisible. Yeah. There's nothing more depressing than if you have your own business, you have your own organization, you have your own club, you have something and no one knows it exists. Social media now in our digital revolution has now created an avenue in which we can make people know we exist. And if you're not on social media, it's like you are disappearing. You're turning invisible. You need to have some type of presence. And we know how important the ministry of presence is in person. It's irreplaceable. But there also needs to be a digital ministry of presence and being active. And because of our activity online, the first part of this with the impact we've had is that we are known, like people know we're here, that there is a place for students. And so this follows up with another conversation that happened at a public high school and at a public middle school, two schools. And there was a teacher and a teacher talking, and then there was a parent and a student um, and a parent talking. So it was a parent and they're talking to a student, and then that parent got into the mix too. And so um, one of our students um, goes to a middle school and these two parents were there and the parents were talking about different things and their student wasn't with them, right? The other parent, it was just the parent by themselves. And they started talking about our school um, that they're all a part of. And they said about our ministry and they're like, oh yeah, I, you know what? So-and-so knows someone at your church because of this and because of that. And yeah, RJ, 
he's actually a referee in our basketball league. See, producer Nathan and I, we got the referee thing. <laughs> That's right. There, yeah. Right? We break out of the Christian subculture. And because I'm a, I'm a, a youth pastor and I'm ministering students, I go into the parks and recs and I referee basketball because I played basketball my whole life. And it was so much fun. And in doing that, I ended up uh, reaching like, like there's like a thousand people every season that you're around and you could be a terrible ref and they'll remember you. But if you're a good ref, they'll beg for you to be the ref for the game. Yeah. And that's my MO is like to be the best ref possible, to be the teacher, the coach on the, on the sideline, uh, to support, to give high fives, to encourage, uh, to greet parents and be friendly and do whatever I can. Cause some people, like, they're just there because they want some, they just want some money. You know, they're just refereeing. Yeah. They're not even refereeing. They're not blowing the whistle or nothing, but I actually care yeah. about the game and I care about the kids and I care about the, the, these things and God's blessed that. And they're like, oh yeah, he's our referee. So crazy how that happened to where one of the students who was in this, um, in this game and he was playing and I had to like coach him up and help him with some things. He shows up on a Sunday morning. And he walks in and I see him and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the kid I just ref the other day. <laughs> and, and he comes in, he goes, you're the ref <laughs> to me. And it was just the funniest thing. But what did that, what did that do? It was like, here's a parent talking to another parent and they told their student about this thing. And they're like, oh yeah, I wonder if they would want to be a part of it because we know you guys have something there. Yeah. They end up seeing me as a referee. They make the connection they come over to ministry and that's how like God works is through all this stuff. So social media had a part in that because they got to look us up. They got to see what we're about. They got to see all the things God is doing. They're like, I want my kid involved in that. Yeah. And then on the other true. side was the teachers was that we do an event here um, in Riverside that we hopefully will get back going where we get all youth groups together and we launched like a, a big initiative for the school year. And we all unite under one banner as all the youth groups. It's a really cool thing. It's kind of like a D now, but it's a one night. Um, mm. And everyone gets together and we try to um, have the unity of all of our youth pastors and leaders and volunteers. We do it's a awesome. big youth night. It's great. Well, one of the parents um, is a teacher and they were talking to another teacher and they didn't know that they had a teenager. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we go to um, Magnolia Church. They're like, oh, Pastor RJ's church. <laughs> and it was mm. like, how do you know? Pastor RJ, they're like, oh, yeah, well, they did this thing at our church, and we had, like, everybody together and all this stuff. And uh, he was telling everybody on social media about, like, you need to be at this event where everyone's going to come together and make this big thing. And my students went to that, and he was their substitute teacher when they were younger. And they loved having Mr. M, Mr. McCauley. And uh, he was <laughs> such a great example uh, to them. And I'm, like, I'm hearing this from this parent, and I'm, like, that was, like, six years ago. Like, mm. oh my gosh, that was like seventh grade. These kids are now seniors. I'm like, wow, that was a long yeah. time ago. And you think about that. Wow, we're on the map. Like we're making an impact. We're known. We're, people know this is a place where God is working and God is moving. And so that's been the first part of it. And then the second part is the really easy part of kind of explaining the impact is that it inspires others to do it. Yeah. So That's right. other youth ministries, if you're a youth pastor listening to this, hopefully you've taken away some nuggets from my experience that I've learned through the hard knocks of life and trying to figure out social media and uh, use it for God's glory and to document God and show people what he's doing in my life and in my students' life, in our ministry and in our church. And at a point, I was um, doing social media for our church too, while we were trying to figure out bringing on a new person for communications and different things like that and uh, helping establish some rhythms in different areas. 
and for myself, I'm doing all the social stuff for students. And so I had to help out with some other things. And now we got people that are doing that and it's awesome. They're, they're handling that. And then now we have other youth pastors as I've gotten to that new season, right? Ben, they used to be the pastor of students. Then you're the pastor to the uh, adults of students. Now you're yep. the pastor to the other pastors <laughs> in, as you continue in the game. And yeah. now I'm helping people do social media well. And they're asking, how do you do this? And how do you do that? And what should you do? And how to make it work? And, and how do you make it look? And how, how do you make it function? And how much is too much or not? And there's like a lot of questions people have about this and I'm more than happy yeah. to help them. And that's the easy second part of this impact is that I've been writing things on this. I've been doing podcasts or interviews, uh, been doing workshops for it and just helping people see the good in it because there is good. Uh, you can use social media wisely. You can misuse social media <laughs> foolishly and you can abuse social media immorally. And that um, is, a, I think, a, a great takeaway, a warning uh, to us, but also an exhortation to do well and use this tool for the glory of God to reach as many young people as possible and plant gospel seeds in their heart. Man, I really appreciate that point of view. I would love to, because no doubt there will be people who are, you know, want to connect with you and want to see how you do these things. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, would you mind giving uh, just your social media information, the ministry's social media information, so they can kind of see what we've talked about today in action? And uh, guys, I know RJ, and he really would love for you to reach out directly to him, send him a DM or something, and he will uh, he'll engage. So he's not just saying that; that's that's the truth. So RJ, uh, tell them how they can connect with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm down to help anyone if they want anything um, to, to from this podcast time or any other like tips or tricks or things like that um, to walk through it. Um, you can hit me up on all social media platforms at RJ underscore Macaulay. And so if you hit me up, then I'll get in touch with you and be able to help you with a lot of things. And if you want to see our ministries in action, you just want to go to Instagram and you want to go to at Mag High School or at Mag Middle School. So that's our middle Perfect. school and high school. And um, we do still have them separated because we have contextualization for the grades. So we've just kept them from the beginning of us here. Um, we've had the separation. So um, we have a gathering uh, called Mag Worship Nights where everyone comes together for a midweek because of our size. And so we all come together for that. But on Sundays and different events throughout the year, we have middle school only and high school only. So there's yeah. a contextualized element for our ministry. And so in that, we still have the two distinct Instagrams because one is accenting all of the middle school um, things and you can post things on there that you're not going to post on high school. And then on high school, you're going to post some other content that's irrelevant to middle school. It's just like, I'm not going to be there in like four years. Like, why, am I, why are you posting about this? Right. <laughs> so we still kept those distinct uh, for that reason. Um, so anyone that's trying to figure out why you have two, that's why. Because we started with that and then we kept it so we would keep the, the contextualization uh, proper uh, between the two. So parents knew there was a place distinct, separate from the other things. Because a lot of people are merging them all into one. I think that's good if you're going across multiple campuses and doing all this thing so that you get crazy with all your accounts. Um, I think it's very healthy to do that stuff. But for us, we kept it a certain way so we can do that. So if you want to see middle school, go to at mag middle school. If you want to see high school, go to at mag high school on instagram 
And then on TikTok, uh, we started doing TikToks to inspire people and stuff. And we're going to get very active on that here coming this fall and this school year. So um, if you want to do that, it's at Magnolia Students. And same thing for YouTube. It's uh, youtube.com slash Magnolia Students. That way you can uh, check out some of our content, the things we're trying to do. Perfect. I love it. We'll connect with RJ in uh, all of those ways. You can see uh, what he's doing and you can see some of the stuff that he is documenting God with. Hey, everybody hang right there. We got a short word for you and producer Nathan and I will be right back. Hey, everybody. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to RJ on this episode. I want to take just a quick second since we're talking about social media and all of that stuff. I want to take a quick second to let you know what we're doing over at Student Ministry That Matters on YouTube. Uh, Some of you may know if you are a podcast listener, have been doing it for a while. uh, We have a YouTube channel called Student Ministry That Matters, where we talk about student ministry things, training for youth pastors. We want to be an encouragement to you as well. So there's a mix of practical as well as personal, spiritual, emotional health kind of stuff uh, where I get an opportunity to sit down in an office with just you like we were having a conversation. And so I hope that you'll check out Student Ministry That Matters on YouTube as well as the podcast you're listening to right now. Well, we're back. Uh, Producer Nathan, what do you think, man? RJ has a lot lot going on. Yeah, a lot about what he's doing in social media. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's doing fantastic job. Um, What do you What do you think? What's What's sticking in your mind? A couple things sticking in my mind, but the big one though is I just love how he puts and how he articulates what he calls documenting God. It's definitely something that he does and has been doing for for quite a long time. And like he had mentioned, him and I were were up at Jeunesse Park this past summer with huge camps doing some work, and he was there as the camp pastor. We just got to connect, and he, you know, he was just talking about that, the document God thing. I was like, man, that's just such a fantastic way to put that is I think a lot of times we look at social media as the burden that we must do in student ministry because all of our students are there, but we really kind of sometimes don't want to do it. Or it's like, man, there's just so much bad stuff there, but man, it's it again, it's, it's another tool. And so like RJ said, it's, it can be used for good. It can be used for bad or it can just, you know, people can just not use it at all. But I think we need to be the people that use it for good. And so showing what God is doing in your ministry, showing how students are coming to faith, continuing to grow in discipleship. I think that's just a fantastic way to way to use that social media platform instead of just the it's just another announcement. Right. I mean, you can use it for a communication piece, but most students, that's not really what they want to see on social media. Man, I thought so, too. I mean, so everything that he was doing that he's talking about, I think like none of those practices are new practices. You know, there are student pastors who are posting things. There are student ministry leaders who are engaging like their students to have them help out with some of that stuff. But what I thought was so special mm-hmm. about what he's doing is putting the thought on the front end to say, hey, we're going to document what God does. Mm-hmm. And I think that takes all of those common practices and put so much more intentionality and so much greater of a filter on that. And man, it just, I think, opens people's eyes to, oh, that's why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. It's not only to invite and make people aware that we're here. That's part of it. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it all rises up to the point of the pyramid that is Hey, we're, we're here to document what God's doing in our ministry. 
and he's going to take care of the rest of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so well articulated and so well ingrained into the fabric of what he's doing on social media and his ministry. That was really, really impressive to me. And he's, Mm -hmm. you know, humble dude who really is wanting to shine a spotlight on Jesus. And so uh, I think that comes through and in the social media stuff that he's doing too. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're absolutely right. It flows down from there. It's hard to argue with that, right? If people are like, man, I don't know if we should be on social media that much and be like, Hey, we're just documenting what God's doing. What do you say back to that? It's (laughs) from a standpoint. (laughs) It's there's not much. There's not much, right? Well, okay. (laughs) And then from there it becomes the, well, now their students are picking up on that. Their students are seeing RJ's example of how he does that. And they're starting to do it on their own, their own feeds, you know, and then turning that over, like he said, you know, there's some guidelines and some guardrails there, but with, you know, as, as they mature in their faith, turning it over to students and letting them start running with some of that social strategies, running with, you know, the ability to take those pictures, have that philosophy. And that just, again, it re it reinforces the whole document God thing. And it really puts it into place. So instead of it just becoming something they hear it becomes a practice that gets ingrained into them, which I think is, is huge for a generation. Like he said that, you know, they've grown up plugged into Wi-Fi, you know, we're getting, you know, right. I guess this year, I mean, some would say like right now we're getting into what may be the next generation just now starting in student ministry with, with Gen Alpha this year, the next couple of years, however people break that down. And they're a generation that has never not lived when there wasn't an iPhone or, you know, a, a device that was out there. Right. So they've always had it from, you know, they've had it in their hands since they were two or three watching YouTube videos. So it's something that I think, if, you know, even more so we need to be able to teach proper theology or, and how to utilize this for the glory of God, because to them it is it's another extension, another piece of them. It's not just a, a tool they can use here or there and put down. I mean, it is ingrained into who they are. Yeah, it is. Uh, now please listen carefully. I'm not trying to change scripture here, but for them, social media is part of whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, mm-hmm. do it all for the glory of God. Like it, it fits into yep. that category. So I'm thankful that he's given an example of how to do that and training people with, I think a, ta- a skill and a way, again, even more important than the skill, a way to view social media that they can take with them for the rest of their lives. It's a really, really powerful discipleship moment. Well, uh, maybe we'll have RJ on another time and uh, we can get into some referee talk. I had no idea that uh, you guys shared that. So that's exciting. But I hope you guys come back next week. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode with RJ McCauley. This has been another one from the Student Ministry Podcast at Lifeway. We'll see you next time.